Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. Uh, Today, we're going to be using our gift of spirit communication to investigate heaven, life plans, and karma. We will be channeling with our spirit guests, and they will be our guide, Laura, Archangel Raphael, and the Reverend Billy Graham. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we were honored with the presence of Rob Gentile, best-selling author of the book, Quirks of Life, and motivational speaker. He spoke of his two near-death experiences. If you missed the show, it's available on our show archives or our YouTube channel in Barry's name. Now, tonight, we will be taking uh, phone calls in the third segment of the show. So if you'd like to talk to any of our spirit guests, they will be available. Now, some of the information from our guests this morning will differ from the classic religious teaching. So small disclaimers in order. The opinions expressed by our spirit guests do not reflect those of Voice America, the hosts, or of our sponsors. So, Connie? We're going to start off by speaking with our master spirit guide, Laura, and we'll be asking her some questions. So let's get going with it. Yes, Laura, thank you. Well, I refer to her as St. Laura because she puts up with Barry and I all the time. She's wonderful. First of all, Laura, would you be kind enough to tell us about spirit guides and what services they perform? Everyone has spirit guides. They are evolved spirit energies keep in mind when when your soul is on the other side you're strictly an energy form you can you have abilities to return you can assume forms but basically you're just a spirit energy guides have served many many times in the past all humans or anyone with an incarnate life has a spirit guide. You'll have many of them as well. Now, what our role is, we're supposed to help guide you. That's what our name implies. When you're facing decisions and you ask us for help, we will try to lead you into making the right decisions. When, when you need anything you can ask us for that for that assistance now we're not going to just jump right up and scream in your ear do this go right go left but what we will do is try to influence your thought process you see we have the ability to communicate with you telepathically and we will lead you into doing what you agreed to do in your life plan. So we do many services. And as you will find out, you have many guides as well. How many guides does an individual have? Does it vary? Yes, it varies very much. As many as you need. Let's say, for instance, that you're working on a technical project and need to make some decisions. We will have guides that will be familiar with that. Keep in mind that there's no guide that knows everything. 
Now, there are humans that think they know everything, but we know that the more that you learn, the more that you really don't know. So do your guides change throughout your lifetime? Yes. When you're born, you will have a guide that will help instruct you how to walk, how to talk, how to do the many things that come with growth. You will have guides lead you through your adolescence period, and you'll have guides lead you as your life changes as an adult. It's very complex over here, and it's very difficult to understand. But as long as you believe, as long as you believe in God, and as long as you ask for help, your guides will try to lead you as best they can. If you don't ask for help, then you're on your own. Laura, will you tell us about heaven? Heaven is another dimension. There are multiple dimensions over here, and they are so complex, there's no way that you can, a human can understand it. Hmm. Heaven is all around you. It's not just in the sky. It's everywhere. When the soul comes out back over into this dimension, they can come back. They can come back to the earth dimension. They can do many things. But heaven is the most complex thing that you will ever conceive of. Heaven will vary with, as to what level you're on. There are seven levels, plus a very lower level where very evil people are sent. There's no hell over here. It's just a wonderful place. The colors are vivid. If you listen to Rob last week, he described what he saw when he came over. Heaven, you will never understand it until you return. Laura, could you explain what a life plan is for our listeners? Every soul energy has lessons that it must learn. The lessons have to be learned if they're going to advance over here in, in the realms of heaven. The more you advance, the better it is. So you want to learn these lessons, and the only way that you can do it is to get out of spirit form and come into a human or an incarnate form. So before you come back, we try to lay out a life plan of lessons that need to be learned. Because once you return, you lose access to all the information that you have in your soul energy when you're on this side. Your guides will help you formulate this plan, and it will be up to you to try to follow it. Now, when you return, you have free will, so you don't have to follow it if you don't want to. But if you don't learn those lessons, then future life plans will have to include them because you simply didn't learn them in that time. Okay, so your guides help you to make your life plan. Uh, what if a human decides with its free will that he doesn't really want to follow that plan? Well, that's his choice, and many people don't. That's why many people, when they return, are judged more harshly. That's why many people don't have the opportunity to advance in the realms of heaven. It's up to everyone. You can choose any path you want. God wants it like that. He wants you to be responsible for your own decisions. If you ask for guidance, we'll help give you that guidance to help you follow and make the proper decisions. But if you decide that you do not want to ask for advice and that you know more than 
than we do from this side, well, then you make your own decisions. Many people have destroyed millions of lifetimes by making bad decisions. Hitler's a great example. He's very, very, very evil, responsible for tens of millions of people's death. He was sent directly to the lowest level, and he will be there. He'll be there for more years than you can comprehend because he has to make up for what he did. There are no free passes. Your soul is responsible for the decision that it makes. If you make great wealth and don't share that with others, well, then that's going to be held against you when you return. There's nothing simple about living a human life. It's very, very complicated. The more bad decisions you make, the less the opportunity to move ahead when you return. But the more simple loving decisions that you make, then you will be judged properly and you will have the chance to advance when you come back. People in the upper levels can go to the lower levels, but people in the lower levels cannot go to the upper levels. If your family members are in an upper level and you return, then you will not be able to visit with them. They will have to come down to visit with you. So heaven is extremely complex, and there's no way that you're going to truly understand it. What is karma? Karma? Karma can be very complex as well. If you do something to an individual that is wrong, then in all probability, there will be a counteraction to that. Karma, karma is very real. If you hurt individuals, when you return, you will not be able to advance. When they do, when your guides do allow you to return to another human life, you will find that there are events that you will have to live through to pay that karma. Probably one of the best examples I can give you is an individual that has great wealth. They do not use that wealth to help others. They do not use that wealth to, to do good things. They simply use that wealth for their own hedonistic enjoyment. Well, when they return, they're probably going to have to live a life of poverty so that they can understand exactly how it feels to need something and to have individuals around that could help that chose not to do it. It's a yin and a yang. It's the balance. Good events are often balanced by events that are not so good. It's all part of the learning process. But you can rest assured that karma is very real. Who makes the decision on what karma a human has to pay? That is often made by your guides. Your guides know everything that's going on around you. Your angels know everything that's going on around you. God knows everything that's going on around you. 
So when you return your judge and you're told what you did good and you're told what you did bad. So there, there are actually many of us over here that understand what's taking place. And there's many of us that, that will play a role in, in the next time that you return to a human life. Can you pay karma from a previous life plan? Yes. And that is probably how most karmas are paid. Now you can do things that are bad and pay bad karmas in, in a, the individual life that you're living. But generally, karma comes after you are judged when you return. Karma, karma can be very difficult to understand. You may say, why should I pay in my next life for this? Well, you're the same soul. You're the same soul energy that you were in, in every life. And that, same, that soul has free will. That free will you can use to make decisions. And who knows what decisions you make. But those decisions stay with you. It's possible that, a, that you may, may do things that are so difficult that it takes multiple life plans to play, pay that karma. seems that maybe God is unforgiving in certain areas. That is not the issue. Your soul is responsible for your own decisions. That's what it comes down to. If your soul does not make proper decisions, then it will pay the penalties for those improper decisions. If, you, if your soul lives a good life, helps others, does what it's supposed to, then it will have a pleasant life when it returns. Its next life plan will reflect those great decisions that it made. So karma is very real. Karma, I guess, can best be described as, as self-responsibilities. But they are true debts that you have to pay. Okay. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for laying that background for us. We're going to move ahead now, and we're going to channel with an archangel. Archangel Raphael. Raphael's been with us many times, and uh, we're going to ask him a few questions. So, Connie, let's begin. Welcome back, Raphael. Would you explain to our listeners exactly what an angel is? An angel is a very special energy. This energy has never lived in an incarnate lifetime. The energy has been around since creation. The energy has done what has been necessary to serve God. Angels have guided humans. Angels guide individuals on other planets. Angels do anything that God asks of them. Angels have got many, many different characteristics, many specialties. I know that I specialize in healing. Sometimes people will pray to me for healing. Uh, we cannot answer the prayer, but in some instances, I can create miracles using the energies of God. Angels are very different from spirit guides in that they have never lived lives. It's an entirely type of different energy. Would you tell us what heaven is like? Laura tried to give you a little bit of an indication Humans are just simply incapable of truly understanding all the dimensions and all of the things that are possible when you're in heaven. Heaven 
Heaven is a space. It's an ethereal. It's it's things that you have never heard of. Humans have a very narrow area of knowledge. There are many things that humans do not understand and are not meant to understand. Some individuals in near-death experiences are given a glimpse of heaven, and they come back and tell of the wonderful beauties of it, the colors. Many of them talk of seeing deceased family members. Heaven, heaven just simply remains indescribable for the human mind. It is something that you have to have faith to believe in. That is the true test of when what for a human when they return is whether they have faith in God and faith in a heaven and an afterlife. Many don't. Many are in for the shock when they at their time of passing. What role does an angel play in heaven? Angels can play many roles. There are far many more archangels than you would ever believe. Many of them have specific roles. Many of them don't. Azrael, for instance, assists the soul when it passes. Uh, Michael protects. It's We do many things, but we all do it with God's energy. Without the energy of God, an angel could do nothing. We are here to help. We are here to assist humans to live the life plans that they laid out. We're here to assist humans to to advance. We want all humans to advance when they return to the realms of heaven. Without help and guidance, it's pretty much impossible. But we're here, we're all around you, and, and we pretty much can do whatever you ask of us. There are many times that that we can even appear in form. Sometimes we test you. It might be that an angel is that unemployed person sitting on the street corner with their two children. Maybe we would like to see just how you react to the situation. Do you truly help? Do you follow the words of God? Or do you just simply pass on by? Okay, Raphael, thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will be asking you some more questions, and then we will be channeling with the Reverend Billy Graham. So we'll be back in two minutes and con- and continue our conversation with the Archangel. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Welcome back, everybody. We have been channeling and speaking the words of an archangel, Archangel Raphael. So, Connie, let's continue asking some questions of the Archangel. Raphael, could you explain the powers that Archangels have? Archangels basically have the power that God gives them. It can be, now we do not, we will never have the incredible powers that God has, but we're capable of doing some, many of the miracles, many of the things that he wants done. But basically... We do whatever he asks us to do. How can an individual help guide, or how can an angel help guide an individual? Well, there's many ways that we can do that. We can try to communicate. We may come to you in your dreams. We may communicate with you telepathically. We may form and speak to you as an individual that you've never met before. We really have exceptional energies. We can do many things. And our goal is to help. There's no such thing as an evil angel. That is something that the ancients made up because they couldn't, they were incapable really of understanding angels. They couldn't, they never saw so many as as exist. If you look at the gospels, you'll find it. There's like three or four mentioned in there where there are maybe 30, 40, 50 of us archangels. And each archangel has many, many angels that are working for them. So we have many, many ways to help an individual, but it all comes down to asking. If you don't pray and ask, the odds of us helping are very, very slim. So when does a person need the help of an angel versus a spirit guide? Spirit guides will help guide you, but they, they will not do special actions for you. For instance, a spirit guide would not have the power to heal. If a guide heard a prayer and decided that an angel was required, then they would contact us, and we would try to do what that spirit has asked for. But it all comes down to prayer. If you don't ask for our help, then you're not going to get it. So prayer is the main way we communicate with an angel. Is there any other way? You can ask. Just speak the words. Say, Michael, will you protect us? Raphael, will you will you heal me of this? 
you see, there's very little that we don't hear. There's very little that we don't understand. It is only when a person turns to evil, that he turns away from the, from the light, that we do not respond as readily to him. Now, we may see that individuals may be saved in the future. We may be able to help guide them to the, in changing from the dark side to the light side. But we may also see that an, there is no hope for an individual. Sometimes greed, desire for power, some these energies take over the person, and there's nothing we can do. So there's always people we can help. So we try to help those that ask for it. We will watch over. There's no hatred over here, so we don't hate individuals that turn against us. But angels are simply trying to do God's work. If you're not doing God's work, it is not logical that we would be able to help. Do angels have anything to do with karma? It's possible that they have things to do with karma. If an individual does something really, really well, um, for instance, he takes his, his money and he creates this wonderful charity. Well, the angels that are helping him do that will make sure that that God is fully aware of it, that the guides are aware of it. We communicate readily with the, with the spirit guides. We, we communicate with the energy of God. If an individual does things that are, are very, very evil, we can help point, we will help point that out to the, to his spirit guides. And that will be reflected in the next life plan. So we don't really, help create events that would be karma. That is pretty, quite often when an individual does something evil, he creates the own energies that will create the counter karma. Life is very difficult. Humans need all the guidance they can get. There's nothing that says life will ever be easy. You have free will. You're faced with evil every moment of your life. It's only you that can decide to do what is right. And what's doing right is very, very simple. Just follow the golden rule. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want to have done unto you. If you follow that simple rule, you will be very, very happy when you return to the realms of heaven. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that information, Archangel, Raphael. Now what we're going to do is we're going to ask many of the same questions, but we're going to ask him of the Reverend Billy Graham. Reverend Graham brought millions of people to God. He was an incredible televangelist. He was the first to really succeed at doing that. He was a wonderful individual. So, Reverend Graham, welcome to our radio show. Thank you so much for joining us, Reverend Graham. You preached and taught about heaven how does reality compare with your preachings? I would like to thank you for allowing me, allowing me to speak once more. The one thing I miss about heaven is not being able to speak to the people that I loved so much. Heaven 
And I spoke highly of it. I told everyone that would listen to me that it was beyond beautiful. But now that I truly know, I know that there was so much more I could have said. Heaven, heaven is incomparable. There is nothing that you can compare it to. Take the greatest time in your life that you've ever had, and it is not one thousandth of what heaven will be for you. Heaven, you've heard the spirits that came before me speak of how incomprehensible heaven is. There is absolutely no way that I could ever tell you of its beauty and grandeur. The energy of God is everywhere over here. The energy of God is leading all of the souls to following the words that he speaks. Heaven, heaven will be the most grand experience that you will ever live, and that will come on your day of passing. Do not fear. Know, just simply know, that you are about to enter the most magnificent dimension that you can comprehend. When you taught of heaven, is there any part of those teachings that you would correct now that you know the realities of the other side? I taught of heaven from the from the Gospels. I believed every word of the Gospels were true. I thought that if it is written, then it is so. I taught that there was also a hell. I taught of the fire, and I taught of the brimstone, and I taught of all the things that are written in the Bible. When I arrived over here, I understood that that was not the way of things. Oh, there is a place where you don't want to go. There is a lower level. The ancients could only conceive of a place of torture as fire, as violence. God looks at things much differently. When you will get over here, you will understand. God wants you to make your own decisions. God does not want you toward your soul tortured or punished, but he wants you to make the reflections so that your soul totally understands the errors that it has made. The whole purpose of being judged is for you to understand and to build on the foundations of the mistakes that you made. I taught that heaven was only for those who would follow the evangelistic speeches that I gave. Heaven is for everyone. You will come to heaven. Whether you are a sinner, whether you are a saint, you will come. You will all come the same way. You will all come as a simple energy. And you will all be judged. You see, I didn't comprehend the fact that all souls follow the same pattern upon passing. I thought that there was truly 
a judgment at the gates of heaven where you were told to go to heaven or to hell. And if you did not follow the words of God, you would, you would go to that burning hell. Now I know that it is not like that, but in God's wisdom, it is far better than anything that which I ever preached. So I hope that answers your question. It does. Reverend Graham, you lived a life speaking of God, yet sadly, you died a very difficult illness. Was that part of your life plan? And why, after doing all the good that you did, did such a difficult passing come your way? It was a test. You see, there were times that I thought God had forsaken me. I felt that God had left me. I think all humans have times of doubt. I think that all humans, all humans believe there are times that they're by themselves, that they're not being guided, that they're not being led. But you see, it was important that even a soul such as mine, who tried to do the best he could, now there were times that I made many mistakes. I was human. There were times that I hurt others. There were times that I didn't truly follow the words of my God. And there were times, there were times that I, for no other better word than I, there were times that I sinned, that I went against his words. You see, all of you will be tested. All humans, each and every one of you, will have your faith tested at some time during your lives. It may be that you will leave, a, a loved one will leave you at a very early age. It may be that you'll suffer a, a terrible illness, such as I did. But you see that as a test. There are many people that fail tests, but there are many people that pass them as well. You see, a human life is meant to be difficult. I found that out at the end of my life. As I sat there in my wheelchair, I would think, after all I have done, why, why are you doing this to me? You could have just let me have a heart attack. I could have passed immediately. I didn't have to go through all this. But you see, I was being tested just the same as every other individual that ever walks the earth will be tested. Believing God is the supreme act of faith. You must have that belief no matter what comes your way in your human life. All individuals will suffer grief. As you age, those generations before you will pass from the earth, and there will be many that you truly love in those generations, and you will see them close their eyes for a final time. And you must have faith that when they close those eyes, that 
their soul will be close to God. There is no other thing but faith that can do that to you. If you are not tested, then faith is something faith is something that you may never truly understand. I came to understand that God was testing me and I needed to pass that test as I became sick. I decided that I had dedicated my life to God and that that was not going to change. Illness was not going to affect my faith. I believed that God knew everything about my life. Why would it change now as I was growing older that I was getting ready to finally be able to come see God, to come to him, to understand his energy in its entirety? You see, tests are the foundation upon which faith is built. Without being tested, you will never, ever know the strength of your faith. God wants you to understand just how faithful you are to him. If you're not tested, you will never be able to answer that question. I know that many of you are facing great difficulties at this time, but it is also very important that all of you face those difficulties. In spite of all the problems that you're facing, help others. Tell others that you love them. Tell the young that God truly exists. Make sure the young understand that there is only one path, and that is through understanding and believing in God. All right, we're going to take another short break. Reverend Graham will be with us when we come back. Now, we're going to open the phone lines if you would like to take, give us any phone calls and speak to the spirit of the Reverend, or even the Archangel Raphael. He's still here with us as well. The number is 866-472-5788, and we will be right back. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? 
Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We have been speaking with the spirit of the Reverend Billy Graham, and we will continue. If you have uh, any questions for him, feel free to call, but we will continue to speak with him. So, Connie, let's continue with our questions. Reverend Graham, what would you like everyone to know about life plans? Life plans are like a highway. If you follow that highway, you will arrive at your destination. If you turn off on side roads, you will have to find your way back to that highway. I would like you to think of life plan of your life plan as the path that your soul needs to travel to arrive at its final destination in heaven. How does time work in heaven? There is no time over here. So you see, we look at things much differently. When you're over here, you can look at the present, what's going on, and you can look at the past and you can see what has taken place. If you're in the upper levels, you can have a glimpse into the future and you can tell what needs to be done. That's how we lay out life plans. We, if we could not see to the future, we could not make that road, that path that you need to travel. So in God's wisdom, he has taken away the pressure of time over here. It is simply a means of understanding what has taken place in the past is taking place and what will happen in the future. Is it determined before you return what blessings God is going to bestow upon you? In general, yes. There is always places in your life plan for miracles, for your angels to intercede, for much to take place. But it is your life plan tells you what will happen, what should happen, what will happen if you follow and make the right decisions. Your life plan tells you what will take place if you ask God for guidance, ask your angels, your spirits. There's so much help available that only faith will lead you to. But it will only be determined how you react how you follow the advice, and how you prove to God that faith is your most important compass through life. 
How important is it to help others, and how does it help in determining karma in future life plans? Helping others, showing love to others, being kind, leading others to God. That is some of the most important things that you can do. That is part of every life plan. If you do not help others, then you are going against any conceivable life plan that was possible. You see, evil is not included in a life plan. When you don't help others, you're following evil energies. God wants you to only follow the light. If you follow the light, the karma of your future life plans will be assured. If you follow the light of God, what can go wrong? What role does charity and philanthropy during a human life play in your future karma? An extremely, if not the most important part of your life plan. Now, some life plans, charity and philanthropy may not play a huge part. Some life plans, you should you are sent back to struggle to help others in any way you can. But if you have been blessed, then charity and philanthropy become incredibly important. You see, you will not take any of your money with you. When you close your eyes that final time, your soul life begins and that human life ends. How you live that life how you live, live that human life is dependent on your ability to help others. People with great ability to help others are expected to do so. Now, you're not expected to live a life of poverty so that you can help others. The ancients thought that living in poverty was, was required, but that's not so. God wants you to have a happy life. He wants you to have your family happy. He wants you to be happy, your wife. He wants you all to bask in his love. He wants you to do what is necessary to lead your family and others to his light. It's not always easy. People with great wealth have great responsibilities. You see, they're blessed. God has given them great blessings, and God will watch out what you do with those blessings. If you use those blessings to hurt others, then when you return, you will be informed of the karma that you will have to have to pay back the transgressions of that life of blessings. So trust me when I say help others. Trust me when I say that it is vital and important Follow those simple rules. All will be well. Can what you do in one life plan affect the karma of multiple future life plans? Oh, absolutely. If you fail dismally in this life plan, then many future life plans can be affected by it. You see, you have to make up for the, for the evil, for the hurt that you've caused others. You will have to 
be with those souls in future lives, and you will have to make up for them. Imagine an individual like Hitler that hurt tens of millions. Imagine what he will have to go through. It's much easier to simply live a good life than it is to face the karma of hurting others. So if you live a good life according to God's words, you don't really have anything to fear in death? Absolutely not. There are many that I know do not fear death. There are many that actually anticipate it. Not, do not think in terms of suicide. That's, that is a terrible thing because of the grief that you cause. You cut your life plan short. You do many things in suicide that create future karma. Don't even ever consider that. But when you live a good life, you have nothing to fear. You know that you're going home. You know that you're going to be basking in the energy of God. You'll be around your family members. You'll be, you'll be living. Your soul will be living in the most incredible place of all in heaven. Do not fear death. If you live a good life, Death is just simply the natural progression onto your next soul, into your soul life, and that soul life will progress you into another human life where you will be able to continue that faith and to follow God. In your life, your words led many people to God. Would you like to end with a message for our listeners? I would absolutely love to end with a message for those that are listening. You see, the one problem with being on this side in heaven is that you don't have the ability to talk to others and to lead them. I try, I still try to guide others as best I can. I try to influence others in their lives. And I try, I try my best to show others the faith that they need in order to progress in their lifetimes. A human life is incredibly short when compared to the life of your soul. Your soul life is everlasting. You see, when Jesus spoke of everlasting life, he spoke of the fact that your soul lives forever. Now, there were times that the religions, and I was part of it, there were times that I spoke that you could only obtain everlasting life by following the commands of God, by, command, by following what the church wanted you to do, by following strict rules, by using the sacraments of the church as a tool for you to find salvation. Well, you see, that's not the way it truly is. Your soul has everlasting life. It is your free will that determines how that everlasting life comes into play in the future. Have no doubt that how you live your human life plays an incredibly important role in your everlasting life. You see the human life that you're living is like a blink in the eye in the time of your 
everlasting life of the soul. Without following the light of God, then you are in darkness. It is no fun being in the dark. That is why God invited, invented light. He invented light to lead you from the darkness. He invented light so that you would truly understand that faith in him is the true way, the only way to find happiness in your everlasting life. So I thank you so much. I thank you for this opportunity. Know that God is truly in all of your hearts. Know that that spark of energy is all the light that you need. Follow that spark, and that spark will become the brightest sunlight that you can ever conceive of. So thank you for allowing me this time once more. Thank you. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Thank you so much, Rip and Graham. Okay. Another light show for us. Next week, we're going to investigate what happened concerning the sinking of the luxury liner Titanic. We'll speak to the spirits that lived the event, including Captain Smith, the lookout that night that spotted the iceberg, the bandmaster that went down with the ship. And we're even going to speak to John Astor. He's one of the richest men in the world that died when that ship sunk as well. I currently have nine books on Amazon. My latest book, Messages of God for a Modern World, consists of 60 messages that we channeled on our Wednesday morning podcast, The Weekly Message from Jesus. It makes a wonderful daily devotional. It's a great gift for a friend. His modern messages are so simple. I wish we could just simply have everybody understand and believe them and be a much better place. Books available in soft cover as an ebook in both English and Spanish. Signed copies are available on my website, barrystrom.com. I would like to thank all of you for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network this morning. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have 425 videos on our YouTube channel. It's in the name of Barry Strom. Our channeling during Holy Week, our, we had more, many channelings actually during Holy Week, and they were spectacular, and they're all on YouTube. Okay, I want to remind you once again that Rob Gentile's show last week was unbelievable. It's available on the Variety Network archives. It's also up on my YouTube channel. Take time to tell your friends about it. Take time to listen to it. He actually lived the uh, seeing the other side two different times. I hope that you tell your friends about our show. Join us each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. 